Did you know that Forza Horizon 3 was the first in the series to introduce custom soundtracks within the game through linking through Groove Music? You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the xboxhub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos and opinions, make sure you visit the xboxhub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello and welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast episode 102. My name's Gareth Briney. I'm going to be your host and on my virtual left is Mr. Richard Dobson. How are you doing, Richard? Oh, hello. Sorry, just having a sip of tea there. All good, <laughs> thank you. How are you good. guys? You haven't been on for a while, Richard. Last time I spoke to you, you were, you were in London. In the, I was in the, under in the, the flight path of uh, <laughs> London City Airport. You were, doing a great job for us at EGX. Um and on my virtual right is Mr. Paul Renshaw. How are you doing, Paul? I am doing very well, thank you, Gareth. Um, I spoke to you a couple of weeks ago on the hundredth. You did. I was uh, very honoured to be there. When uh, I think um, didn't James humiliate you on the quiz? He did, but the quiz was, for, was written for idiots. So I think it, I think it was fine. How rude! <laughs> I put ten minutes of work into that. Um, right, gentlemen, what have we we got loads to go through this week. So gonna, what have we been doing this week, though, Richard? What have you been up to? Uh, I went to a Halloween party at a friend's house. Okay. It's with the customary dressing up. Um, I decided to go as one of the guards from Squid Game. <laughs> oh, good. Um, and I was surprised, actually, that no one else had gone Squid Game. So yeah. I was quite pleased with that. I thought... I thought Whilst it didn't have much uh, imagination, I was impressed that I was the only one. Did you have a boiler um, suit on then? A boiler suit? Is it? Is that what they wore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a boiler suit. Got the uh, the mask that had a triangle on the front and a blow up assault rifle. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant! I've got to see pictures of this, Richard. Please send this to us later on. That could be the sure, thumbnail sure for the podcast. Yeah, Laura was on. Uh, Laura did. Maleficent, she looked really good. Um, but yeah, this party was just great. It was nice to see. So it was a lot of people I'd not met before because it was my friend and his partner, and she she invited all her friends that we'd not met before. But yeah, it had a bit of everything. There was um, a little bit of dancing, a little bit of little bit of drama. Ooh, so drama. it was just what, everything what, you want. Everything what you drama? Want pie. <laughs> so so one of one of my friends partner's mates she she turned up um they're they're a few years younger than than the rest of us um but she brought a friend with her who no one knew she was like a complete stranger to everyone we don't know why she brought her um but yeah she started um stealing people's drinks oh no which was i mean luckily she didn't steal mine but i just thought (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she, she only stole one person's drinks and it was the person that was hosting the party and I just thought what what a rookie mistake this is like I'm not condoning stealing drinks at all but if you're going to steal drinks don't let it be from the person whose house you're in wow I don't get any of this anymore Richard when you turn my age you just you, you're there for an hour and a half and then you go home quickly 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly right. I mean, I'm 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 a similar age to Gareth, so we're beyond all this kind yeah. of stuff. You, you can live through me, through me and my back and lifestyle. Oh, like. we'll, we'll look forward to regular updates about it. <laughs> Every time I go out now, I just get bored in about an hour. It's very yeah. hard. That's exactly it. Do you know what the best thing is about being our age, though, Gareth? You know, when we were young and we were doing all the stupid things that kids do, there was no social media. So there's no record of it. It's like it never happened. No, exactly. Exactly. I will will say that uh, it was a bit of a mistake on my part going to a party and drinking alcohol, which makes you need need the toilet more. And then we're having to wear a boiler suit. I should have thought of this a bit more. Yeah, definitely. Adult diaper. <laughs> um, Paul, what have you been doing? What have I been doing? Um, nothing as exciting as Dobbo, unfortunately. I've been uh, pat testing all of the electrical equipment at work. I'm currently up to 300 items and counting. Um Today, my laptop blew up, which had got the records of these 300 items that uh, I'd tested. So that made me rather sad. But then the boss said, oh, just buy yourself a new one. So I went and spent 800 quid on a new laptop. So that made me feel a bit better. See, this is what we Um, want to hear about, Richard. We don't want to hear about your wild sex parties. We want to hear about pat testing. (laughs) I was going to say, I don't remember him mentioning sex. I think you're uh, projecting there. Oh, it was there. It was there. It was rife with it. (laughs) So, yeah. Pat testing, you want? I I worked for a call centre that did pat testing once. Oh, Oh, really? Did did you do it yourself? No, we we contracted it out. I was the one ringing. I was the one cold calling people, asking if they wanted it. All oh, right. Okay. Well, I'll tell you the uh, the pat testing is not as exciting as it looks. No. You know, if, if you've plugged one screen into a pat tester and then you've plugged in three hundred of them, it's uh, it does get old pretty quick. Listeners, if you've got any pat testing stories, please write into us. <laughs> yes, we'd be delighted to hear from it. So we always like interaction with our uh, listener. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I'm going to, this week, I haven't really got much, but I'm going to have a little rant. A little oh, rant. This could be a, a weekly thing. Here we go. <laughs> um, when I was looking through our stuff, I was looking through what's coming out in November, which is great. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I, with uh, GTA coming out um, soon, and we've got Skyrim coming out on Game Pass again. Yay. I, I just, I've had enough of it. I've had enough of going back to kind of old games and just, re-releasing old games and people getting excited about playing old games again. I know, Richard, you're going to talk about GTA. I can understand the GTA thing, but I get worried that we're just in this kind of world of, like, we think something was great in the past, because it was. In 2003, we played it, and it was great, and we loved it. And we we want to get back to that again, and that's why we want to go back to these remasters and these things again. But it's never quite the same, is it? We know we're going to get GTA. We know we're going to open it, and it's got... A little bit of an upgrade on the visuals, a little bit upgrade on the missions, as in you you can save and you don't have to start again. It's not going to be the same, is it? And I get really worried in the games world that all we're doing is focusing because they know they can make a lot of money for it, especially with Skyrim. <laughs> and they just spend all this time re-releasing remasters and everything. Just make, make, make GTA 6. That's my rant. <laughs> it's annoyed me this week. It's, it's a very valid point, though. I do agree. 
I think it's a, I think it's a fault with lots of things. I think we have a we have a vision of what the past is with everything without getting too deep. And that we all do. I kind of remember playing games. I go, oh, God, that feeling of playing Skyrim for the first time. Amazing. You know, just this amazing kind of going out into that world and just that enjoying. And when you get when you get the idea of it being re-released and playing it again, you're like, absolutely, I want to get that feeling back again. But you're not going to get that feeling back again because you go into Skyrim and it looks not great. It looks like a 10-year-old game. And things have moved on. And you've done it once. There you go. Sorry. I, I, I do have a uh, a solution to your problem, Gareth. Oh, good. Don't play it. Exactly. But it's probably play a new everywhere. game. Exactly. But the problem is there's too much of this, I think. And I want the game developers to make new stuff all the time. Mm. Don't mind sequels. Well. <laughs> which gets us onto the game that Paul has oh. been playing. He's oh he's oh. he's oh. got us there. Um Paul, you've been a very lucky boy, haven't you? Tell us about it. I have been a very lucky boy. Um, I was given code for Forza Horizon 5 to play for review. And, you know, I've, I've been seeing the review roundups today where it's got a raft of perfect scores. And they're, they're all right. Everybody, every single person who's given this thing like 10 out of 10, 5 out of 5 is bang on the money. It is the most extraordinary looking game I have played ever. You know, you, you think of Forza Horizon 4, how it was fantastic when it came out, but Forza Horizon 5 just beats it and leaves it in the corner for dead. It's unbelievable. The opening sequence when you're dropping... I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in a bit of a quandary here as to how to how much detail to go in because I don't want to spoil it for people who are going to see it. Um, but let's just say that the opening sequence is breathtaking. Um, and that's not a, a word I use lightly. Wow. Where you go? Wow. Honest, honestly, it's... I, 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 Neil sent me the code, the editor, and uh, I started the game and... 20 minutes later, I had to message him back going, and I think the message just said, it is glorious. <laughs> and, and it is. <laughs> I thought your message was going to be, I love you. Well, you know, <laughs> that, that was in a f- subsequent message. <laughs> <laughs> um, Paul, can I ask some questions? And then maybe Richard's got you, questions. You can certainly yeah. ask, because many questions, I encourage you to ask questions, Gareth. How is it better? Because four was brilliant, wasn't it? Three was brilliant four was well. fantastic, yeah. How is it better? How has it moved on? Um, it's just the scale of the landscape. With the best will in the world, Britain is not as big as Mexico, let's put it that way. Um, so there isn't the... I mean, obviously, driving from Edinburgh down to you know the Lake District or wherever, you can see the change in the scenery, but it's nothing like it is in Mexico. One minute you're tearing through some city streets, the next minute you're in the middle of a jungle, the next minute you're on top of a volcano looking at the lava in the uh, in the crater. It's just so different. The weather that comes out of nowhere is unbelievable. There's tornadoes, there's tropical storms. The lighting is just unbelievable. You know, you're driving along and the sky starts getting dark and then it starts to rain and then... 
you know, you, you feel like you're clinging onto the road to stop from being blown over the edge of a mountain. It's just, <laughs> oh, oh, words fail me somehow, but I've got to somehow put this into words and write a review for it. But pretty much the review is going to be, yes, it's expletive deleted awesome. Go and get it. Um, <laughs> and we've, how, how many hours have you been playing so far? You've only had it a couple of days. You're a day I've only had it a couple of days. Um, I tend to sit down at seven o'clock when the family have gone to bed. Um, the wife works at ridiculous o'clock in the morning. It's not I'm sending her off to bed so I can play games. Um, so a I'll, bit I'll, that, you, you, Well, I, I feel like I'm fairly lucky that she has to... <laughs> get up at two o'clock in the morning to go to work so you know she goes to bed early so i've got the telly to myself all night it's great um but yeah i'll sit down about seven o'clock after wheelie dealers you have to watch that first um and then i'll i'll be playing and playing and, and then i'll look at me watch and it's midnight and i think blimey where's the last five hours gone and then i'll play it before i go to work in the morning and then when i'm at work supposed to be working i'll be thinking about playing it when i get home at night so <laughs> it's it's just so so good rich have you got a question before i plow in with more yeah um have you listened to many of the radio stations of course um there is a the, the good thing about the radio stations this time is the djs um you know how in forza horizon 4 they were all kind of british people and you know the guy who did the um the classical radio station was very posh and sounded like gareth um <laughs> this time they're all mexican people so they've got the accent and they're using you know the the, the language correct for for mexico there's like spanish and and it's just it's brilliant. I mean, I've listened to, I like the rock one. There's some good songs on that. And I like the classical one. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty of banging tunes for the youth. Um, but I'm a bit old for that now. So I'll stick with rock or classical. That's nice. my jams. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm so looking forward. Um, can I just ask you, are you playing in quality mode or performance mode? What do you do? Is it? It's a performance mode, which is like rates per second, or you can do, do it with all the graphical enhancements on. I've tried it in both. Okay. And it, you know the, I whether it's just my aging eyes, I can't see much of a difference. Yeah. Um, I think I prefer it in performance mode because the speed of the game is just unreal. Right. Um, you know, the, the rate that it throws things at you is just... <laughs> so, yeah, um, I, I went for performance, but quality mode is, is fantastic as well. I mean, the game looks incredible. Great. Okay. And, and, it's on a, and I'm playing on a Series X. So. Are you, and are you, um, have you played online yet? I know I we're going to do it next week, um, all of us. Um, what's it like, um, online matches? Um, online matches are fine. There's no lag or anything else that I've been able to detect. Um, there's a few new um, little bits now as well. Um, before there was like playground games where you could do all of the silly chase each other around games. Mm. Um, but now there's something called Horizon Arcade where you drive into a certain area of the map and it just gives you a series of tasks that you have to complete. It can be something as daft as beat your horn two times. 
to, you know, perform 15 great drifts or whatever. And uh, so, yeah, that's all gravy as well. Um, all the online modes seem to be there because the game's not properly out yet. There's not very many people there. I mean, there's quite a few, obviously, other reviewers and stuff. But um, I imagine when it goes into early release tomorrow, it's just going to be swamped with players. And I, I can't wait to see how it copes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, it does look fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Is it there's a, there's an explore, exploration mode where you can just go and sightsee? Is that right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. You can just wander around. Um, it's it seems to be pretty much like it was in Forza Horizon Four. You know, where you could go and find beauty spots. Mm. Um, it's it's similar to that, but you can just you know get your off road car and drive into the jungle and see what you can find. Um, Setting up new outposts for the Horizon Festival is also quite entertaining. Um, they'll give you an area, and then you've got to achieve certain tasks within that area. And then you'll get an, an expansion to it. And the expansions are tied to certain types of racing, so you can concentrate on the type of racing that you like best, if you prefer so you could put all of your expansion into street racing, say, or into oh, okay. road racing. Yeah. But I've just I've done like one of each. I've got off road and cross country and everything in there. And honestly, it's just it's absolutely massive. Apparently, the map is I think I read this fifty percent bigger than the one for Forza Horizon Four. Wow! And it is when you open it up and you look at all the events you've got to play. It's just like my goodness. Wow. So, hey, yeah. Richard, you got another question before I ask my last one? Have you been to the top of the mountain yet? I have been to the top of the volcano. I don't think I've been to the highest point in the game yet. Okay. Okay, good. Um, my, my question is the one I've just forgotten, but it was a good one. <laughs> it was a very good one. Well, in that case, the answer is yes. <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> no, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be great. So us mere mortals are going to play it on the 9th. Um, now, do we have to do anything before we can play together multiplayer? Can you play straight away? We've got to do a, like a half an hour begin. Um, there's, um, there's, a, there's a sequence at the beginning right. where you have to get to the Horizon Festival. You know, that's traditional right, in these yeah, games. Yeah. Um, but after that, you can do whatever you want. Brilliant. Brilliant. Paul, thank you very much. Looking forward You're to You're very it. welcome. <laughs> oh, there you go. Forza Horizon 5 coming out um, tomorrow, early access on the 5th and the 9th on Tuesday and Game Pass for everyone. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, now, Richard, you've also been playing a game that's been getting pretty good reviews, actually, isn't it? Yeah. Um, surprisingly, actually. Uh, it's another open-world sports title, but uh, this one... It's called Riders Republic. Um, it's more an extreme sports event, so you get to do skiing, snowboarding, uh, mountain biking, and then you get given... It's essentially like a jetpack um, with wings. Wing, yeah, you get a wingsuit as well, but then you get a rocket-powered one as well. Um and it sort of it sort of plays out a little bit like Forza Horizon Five sounds. So there's these various different events, and you can pick which one you want to do. So if you wanted to do 
mountain bike racing you could focus on those events and level up through that that basically um skill tree um but it's an interesting world so this one's based on some of the national parks from america um which is kind of similar so did you play steep i did play steep yeah so i think that was based on real world um mountain ranges uh all all sort of fused together into the one map and it's similar to what they've done here in riders republic they've taken sections from uh american national parks where apparently a lot of this extreme sports happen in real life anyway um and have fused them all together into this one big open world that you can travel between uh but it's 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 um it's i, f- I feel like it's quite an old school game so it reminds me a lot of the old ssx tiles when mm-hmm. you're doing the the snowboarding and the skiing um because you can do lots of tricks on them uh there's racing and there's trick-based events as, as well for those uh but it's been good i mean i've, I've enjoyed it there's there's a lot to it but i th- i think my main worry is um once I finish these events for each each discipline, then I feel like there's no need for me to sort of do that discipline anymore. Okay. Because you can sort of drop in, drop out. You've got fast, plenty of fast travel points, and then you've got various other modes of transport to help you get to the events themselves. But I wouldn't. So you get you get a rocket powered bicycle, which is great fun to use. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever use a traditional bike to get to a location. Oh, and I would have only used the bike in the event, if you see what I mean. Mm, mm. Um, but then once I do all the bike events, I have no need to sort of use the bike again, unless it's the rocket-powered one. Yeah. So there's, there's, yeah. there's a lot there, um, but I think once you've finished that discipline and you've become the you finish the boss event and you become the master of it. I feel like you've exhausted it. So I'm not sure how, how it, how they'll keep it going. I mean, there's, there's plenty of online multiplayer. Um, I've but, tried to join one of the big 64 player races and it ended up being me and one other guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure. I think there's, I think there is a couple of server issues, but yeah, I mean, that's how it's advertised, isn't it? That's their big push with it. It's this online, you know, that's what they were. That's what the trailers were really. All these yeah. people competing to racing, but and they you, don't run at all times. You won't. You'll get a notification if there's one about to go live, and I think the expectation is everyone sort of drops what they're doing and runs over to it. Right. Um, but only me and one other guy were in it, and then by <laughs> the, by the end of it, he dropped out. So it was me on my own finishing the final race. So when, you won. <laughs> I won. But Fantastic. I also came last. When did the servers? When did they come into fruition? Is like October twenty eighth or something? Yeah, last yeah last week I think oh, it, it went live. Probably. That is a worry. It's, it? It, it was strange, but I think I've, I've tried to join a couple, and it, and this was the first time that I was allowed to join it properly. Um, but I'm not sure whether it's a lack of people trying oh. to join these mass races or whether it's a server issue. 
but it was oh. it, it was still quite fun to, to that to that race for example rather than it being one discipline throughout the entire race you'll get to checkpoints and then you'll it'll suddenly change so you, you could be on a bike hit this checkpoint and then you'll suddenly start skiing down the hill so they're quite fun and i imagine with 64 people it's just going to be absolute carnage yeah yeah but yeah it was just me and one other guy for the time being <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to give it richard I think it's going to get four stars. Okay. Um, it's good. I think some of so it's got um, vistas as well to 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 view, and they're absolutely stunning. Mm. Um, but then there's all it's it's a Ubisoft game, so there's 500 collectibles to find right. and everything else. So there's still a lot to go at. I mean, it's getting. I think it's generally getting eights and fours all the way through, isn't it? People, and I think there are people saying servers are a problem. It's just yeah. how, like you said, it's longevity of it, isn't it? Oh, fireworks, by the way. It's fireworks night. So here in London, <laughs> it's fireworks for about four weeks. We like Are you to... sure it wasn't a gunshot? It might be a gunshot. That's <laughs> it. Wait until the obligatory police car go past. Yeah, well. exactly. Um, good. Right. Um, thank you, Richard. Now, a game I've been... I, I've, I'm not adding these big games. I'm be doing the indie games. That would be me. Um but one game I've been playing is a game called Bloodshore that came out on the 3rd, I think. And it's Wales Interactive. It's one of their latest full motion video games. Um, I played it about a week and a half ago. And the reviews just come out. And it's set in this um, fictional kind of world where there's a, there's a reality TV show called Kills Switch, I think. Yeah, Kill Switch. Maybe I got that wrong. Kill Switch. But the idea of that thing is it's like a battle royale game. So real sort of like Z-list Z celebrities who are sort of like um, Instagrammers or like down down their luck actors join up <laughs> and they go onto this, uh, they get transported onto this island, um, like a hundred of them, and then they have to kill each other one by one, of course, like, like a battle royale. And um, what you do is you follow this kind of group because they all go in groups around the island, and groups are about six or eight, and you follow this kind of group of six or eight people as they land. And then you're, you play the kind of lead part, which is this kind of ex-Hollywood actor who's down his luck, but he's got another, um, he's got a hidden agenda, because this is around, this TV show is about season five or something, and there's suspicious stuff going on with um, um, the way it's operating, and it, it, there's a rebellion against it from abroad. So what you do is you see the kind of like, the people in the island, but also you see the presenter of the show who's mad and all the kind of little sub things and the audience reactions. So you see a lot of people watching the program and then going, oh, I'm reacting to it or um, picking their favourites as they go through. And then um, as it's a full motion video game, you just get the choice to go one way or the other. And there's different endings, there's different routes that you can take through, normal kind of full motion video stuff done. Do you know what? It's good fun. I think the problem with some of the full motion video stuff, when they become too serious or they tried serious horror or serious drama, it doesn't quite work because the budgets are quite low on the filming because they have to be. They're not, and they, but they, they look good. But when it's a bit campier, like this one is, <laughs> and a bit more kind of the idea is ridiculous, and they do some really kind of clever kind of like little film edits, and the editing's really good. It's really fast paced, which is great. Um, it, it works. It's like when I reviewed um, Dark Nights with 
um, Poe Moreau, who recently, that was a brilliant one because that was very campy, really like a um, really good fun, really didn't take itself too seriously. It's the same with this one. And it's um, the idea behind it is great. It has that battle royale. It's on trend with that battle royale um, love at the moment. And uh, it's, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I mean, it's there isn't much gameplay there. You just literally choose to go left or right or save someone or unsave someone. Um, but it's um, if you like your full motion videos, this is really it's a really it's one of the best ones I think. Bloodshore. Um, but it's really nice. I'll tell you one more thing. It's great, which I really like. They they because obviously they filmed it like somewhere I don't know in England maybe on some kind of island. Not even an island. It's probably in some woods, right? <laughs> the, the, the people are lying. Keep going. Didn't they have the the last season? They were on a beach location. Where's the beach huts? This is awful here. They sort of like referencing how bad it looks, which I really like. <laughs> um, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good fun. Um, one more game, Paul, from you, please. One more. One more. Just yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, I think I'm going to choose Nuclear Throne then. Which is like a small indie kind of top down twin stick shooter. Um, if you've ever played Enter the Gungeon, think of that, um, but with slightly more retro graphics. And basically, the story of the game is that it's a post apocalyptic wasteland, but there are no surviving members of humanity. The only things that are left alive are like mutants. So the characters that you can choose, you can have like some guy who's melting and there's a, a plant you can choose and a fish man who looks like the creature from the Black Lagoon. And it's a roguelike top-down bullet hell shooter, I think, if I remember correctly. Wow. So you get one life. Um, you Each run is completely separate. Um, and the idea is that you go through these levels, you kill the baddies, you pick up radiation, which is how you level up. And as you level up, you can choose extra mutation. So you might get like tougher skin or extra arms that allow you to reload faster and all sorts of things. And it's fast, it's furious, and it's another one of those games where you sort of look up and it's three hours later and you think, where did the time go? Because it's really got that hook of i'll just have one more go and then that turns into 20 more goes and so yeah it's um quite enjoyable nuclear throne i think i gave it four and a half on the Ooh, review wow is it a, so, is yeah. it do you, is it rogue like when you die and uh, you've got to restart from the beginning yes yeah, you start from the very beginning with a complete fresh character and off you pop again so you can choose a random character or you can choose a character that you you like um also, as you get further into the game, you unlock new characters, so you can always find somebody that you like the look of. Wow, okay. Nuclear Throne. Mm -hmm. Good. Nuclear Thank Throne, you. very good. Um, Richard, what's your next one? Uh, my next one's at the opposite end of the excitement spectrum to Re Riders Republic, uh, but I've also been playing Unpacking this week, which is a, <laughs> a very zen-like game where you literally unpack boxes. I don't I don't know how else how else to describe it. You you get given you get given a room um 
and someone there's there is an overarching story that happens but someone's basically moving house or they're moving into it into a shared flat or wherever um and so they take their belongings with them and you have to unpack the boxes find a place for these these belongings um as long as it's not the floor I've realised the game won't let you progress if you put anything on the floor. That's the, that's the only real rule. Um, uh, like it's their feet. <laughs> yeah. Well, all the furniture's there. It's, it's more like your your oh, items, like your books and your, your memorabilia and stuff. Or you can go into the kitchen and you've got your pots and pans to unpack and plates and stuff. Um, but it's just a very, very relaxing experience. Um, completely unlike unpacking boxes in real life. It's it's weird. Like there's nothing worse, I think, than moving house and having to unpack boxes and finding space for everything. But in in this game, it's just the most relaxing thing ever. Um, this this every, everything can be sort of changed how 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 you see fit as well. So there's there's um for example, like the, I unpacked a little. You know a mini mannequin, mm-hmm. um, and you can cycle through different poses using the B button um, <laughs> to get the pose that you like. And you can put you're unpacking you're unpacking in the bathroom. You can hang your towel up, um, or you can put your toothbrush on the on the sink, or you can then unpack a a mug and put it in a mug on the sink and stuff like that. Um, but then you can also unpack toilet roll and you can choose which way that you want the toilet roll to face. And there's, I mean, there's definitely a right way and a wrong way for that. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. <laughs> um, wow. So I picked the right way. Obviously. Um, but it's also the, the one thing that stands out though, and it's something that I don't think will get enough praise, but it's absolutely incredible, is the sound design in it. So it's very, it's a very pixel art game, but... Um, what, where you where you drop the object, it will have a different sound. So if you were to drop it elsewhere, and it's it's something so minimal, but it's it's just so well done. Is the sound? I think um, there's a, there's a video going around on Twitter at the moment where there's a guy that's got like um, a, a deodorant bottle, and he's just dropping it on different surfaces, and he's making these. And it's, you notice each sound is completely different. So you could drop it on a ceramic sink, for example, and it would sound different to, to putting it on the, the toilet basin and stuff. And it's something that was it's so overlooked, but it's it really, really adds to like the, the, the design of this game. And it's something that many people won't even pick up on, but it's, it's really, really well done. Oh, good. That, that does sound good. I was, I was, watching i can't remember what i was watching but there was um i think there was a young lad playing unpacking and he unpacked a gamecube and he had literally no idea what it was <laughs> and that made me feel really really old yeah. <laughs> we are old we are old i tell you it's terrible in it gareth yeah it is um oh, I- I've still got my GameCube. If that makes you feel any better. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, there's there's one on my son's desk. It's, <laughs> but yeah. it's just yeah. yeah. This fellow was like, "What's this? What, what what do I do with this?" It's like it's a GameCube. And <laughs> 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 um, anyway. that's on that's on Game Pass as well, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It yeah. Is. Yeah. 
Um, it was part of the humble, humble games. So I think a lot of their stuff is dropping straight into Game Pass. Yeah, good. Um, very quickly, the last one I've got is Backbone, which came out on Game Pass last week. Backbone's a, uh, a sort of narrative adventure, almost like a point and clicker. Has that kind of pixel art feel to it. You play a raccoon private detective in this world where everyone is dressed like humans but are animals. Right? So like people run clubs of foxes. And you, like a detective noir, you go out on a journey to help a client whose husband's gone missing. She thinks she's having an affair and then you, you go off and investigate. And very soon something horrific happens where you find out the fate of her husband, which leads on to a massive conspiracy. Um, the game's... I really enjoyed it. It has a has this brilliant 2.5D kind of visual look that they do the, the city beautifully done. You, you can see it by some of the trailers and, and art stars that come out. It's really, really well, really beautifully designed. Um, the problem is it, it's, the story's in two halves. Like the first half is this like detective noir kind of, kind of funny kind of story. And the second half, it goes into mad world of sci-fi. Um, so mad. It's it's like it all, it tries to do too much in that time, but I don't know whether I like that or not. I can't work it out. I think it's upset certain people. They just don't, you know. It, it tries to do too much without giving anything away. But yeah, it's it's, it's on Game Pass. So give it a go. It's worth it. I mean, it's about takes you about five six hours to complete. Um, yeah, it's really good if you like it's sort of like point and clickers. It's really basic point and clickers as well. It's none of this inventory management or trying to combine items. It's just like go here, go there, listen to that. Dialogue choices. That don't really make a difference, but it's good. Backbone. I'm rushing through, I know. We've got loads to do. Um, let's do news. Now, we just saw today, um, the three of us, it was on today at 2 p.m., Elden Ring. Oh, yes. Gameplay. 15 minutes of gameplay was revealed. Um, gentlemen, what do we think? Let's start with uh, Paul. What did you think first? Of all? I thought it looked very, very good. I was very impressed. I like the uh, magic horse that he keeps in his pocket. <laughs> That's um, quite an impressive feat. Um, I love that the the horse can run over these spirit things and bounce three hundred feet up into the air and be fine. I thought that was very good. The combat. It just made me think Dark Souls, but turned up a bit. I mean, there were so many cues from the Dark Souls universe just in that little video. You know, the little glowing objects that you can pick up and the the the, uh, the bonfires that are not called bonfires anymore. Even the effect from the uh, the healing flask was, was just pure Dark Souls. But the combat looked fantastic. Um and the scale of the bosses that it showed as well, I was I was very impressed by. We saw um, about three boss fights, didn't we? Yes, we did. Um, and the first boss fight was really interesting because it's against this kind of dragon thing, and you 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 see um, the character on foot fighting, but also using the horse as well, mm-hmm. which is switching between those two, which is kind of amazing, which had a completely different feel to it. And it was also switching between the melee combat and the magic as well, which oh, is quite yeah. impressive. Which is well. really so, different, isn't it? And then yeah, also just, you've got summons as well on top of that. You can summon. Oh, the, the little spirit guys. Yeah, yeah. they were, they look great. I, I loved it when he summoned like four of them. I think, <laughs> yeah. and they were all different types. There was like the big slow guy with the club and the little quick guys. And yeah, yeah, it was just like this. This has got my attention. I mean, I, yeah. it was on my radar anyway, but it really is now. Really is. Richard, what do you think? <laughs> 
Uh, I was I was a bit shocked when it first started because it sort of goes into this world and the world looks absolutely beautiful. Mm. But I was shocked to see so much greenery. I was like, this, mm. this is very unlike a Dark Souls game from from software. Um, and I think what we'd been shown before sort of made it look a bit more medieval perhaps but then it opens up into this almost like an open world it felt like yeah, especially yeah. with the map um and being able to drop markers and stuff i think it's taken a lot of cues from from previous open worlds in that sense but but yeah so i've not watched all of it yet i'll be honest um but the the bits i did see so he was going there was um that carriage that had some treasure in and um, oh yeah he, he was planning on going to that and i just thought i think there's obviously there's going to be um a main quest to do but it looks like there's going to be plenty of side activities and he helped yeah. that that pot called alexander <laughs> <laughs> which i think get that that did give me dark souls vibes that he was meeting these quirky looking characters on his on their journey but I noticed as well that each time it sort of faded to black, it, it appeared with like almost a different character. So there was a lot of different outfits on display mm. as well. Um, so there looks like there's going to be a ton of customization as well. I think the open world thing is really interesting because I think they were showing that as we saw him riding through on the horse and he would just, we saw this kind of group of enemies that he would just leave and then drive past. Yeah, and that was yeah. kind of like that's a very new thing, I think. Because yeah, I think before you, even though people would argue that the other Dark Souls are kind of open world, because you have got this area that you come out and you can go different possibilities. Mm -hmm. You're just not leveled up enough to get through those. Um, but it's this felt a lot more. It felt. I mean, there was people in the comments going, "This is like Assassin's Creed at the moment because of that horse and the nature of this huge kind yeah, of world." Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, I, I I was really impressed by it. I just thought this is really exciting, even though it's going to kill me, and I'll be dead a lot. Um, but I love a Dark Souls game still. I love kind of trying with it, and I think this one just seems. I think it's like what Paul just said—the idea that you can switch between magic, summoning, and you know, weapons as well is really interesting. I th I think it looked a lot more approachable as well. So. After after the, the Dark Souls trilogy, they sort of went to one extreme with Sekiro, and mm. I I reviewed Sekiro and I just felt that it was they they made it too difficult. It was really it was really for the diehards and the the sadists. I felt with that one, but <laughs> from what I've seen of of Elden Ring, it seems a bit more approachable for newcomers. I mean, I could be completely yeah. wrong, but I'm just that's the, that was the impression that I got. At when least. you when you see the last boss fight, you really go, "Oh my god!" Yeah, you'll yeah, be going actually. Yeah, <laughs> uh, my son was. He, I was watching the video when I got home, um, and my son sat next to me to watch it because he loves video games as well. And he said he was getting uh, Breath of the Wild vibes yeah. from it as well. Oh, okay. So he was like, this looks like a cross between Dark Souls and Breath of the Wild. So, oh, I mean, if, if you're going to set your, your stall out to emulate a couple of games, I mean, you could pick worse ones, couldn't you? Exactly. So, yeah. um, what also was really kind of interesting was they, 
um, of course, they introduce the idea that you can um, summon friends as well to fight them, yep. so it becomes co-op, which is good. So we saw a bit of that, didn't we? Which is we exciting, did. and a little bit of a boss battle against this knight on a, on a horse. Um, they also yeah. mentioned the PvP part and invasions is going to be That's there right. as well, which I always hated. Yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> these these bright red guys would just turn up, slaughter me, and then run away laughing. Yeah. I was like, oh, cheers for that, mate. <laughs> but I think you're both right about it. It just looks beautiful. It, it, it looks like a next, you know, it's going to be, you know, some big old games coming out next year. I mean, not, I mean, I don't mean big, but world builders, you know, huge, yeah. big adventures going on. This, you know, this is coming out 25th of Feb, and you've got Horizon on PlayStation at that time. You've got that Tina Turner's Wonderland, I call it. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's uh, is amazing. That you're not limit? <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so you got all those kind of like massive games in February. Yeah, it's going to be, you know, and I, you know, we we'll talk about it a bit later. But I think it's about the those parallel. Even though this is coming out on PS4 and Xbox One, it's still that kind of power of those these new consoles. We're going to start to see what they can do a bit more. Mm-hmm. Exciting though. I'm in. Yes. Who's going to review that one? This this whole conversation now is just ruined for me because I just want to play Tina Turner's Wonderland. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it would be great you have to strut around in these great big heels and a massive yeah. wig <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um, brilliant there you go we love we, who's going to review that who's Me? the best person for it oh my god I'm, I'm happy with that yeah I'm happy with that there's <laughs> not, not okay, a game I don't want to do that you want to review I think I had to do Dark Souls one Dark Souls at one point three I think oh, <laughs> oh good grief um Quick mention of the Game Pass, what's coming out in November, which is quite interesting because I think there's been a lot of kind of publicity uh, about it saying this is it's kind of a mad thing. So today we've got we have we talked about unpacking. Um, it takes two is coming out, which is the best one of the game of the year contenders. Have you two played that? I think you have, haven't you? Uh, I no. haven't. I, ah. I held off buying it, and there I'm quite go. glad I did now. Yeah. You're going to be great for that. Yeah. Um, Kill It With Fire, which is down reviewed for us, I think, um, which, mm-hmm. is, which is out today. And then you've got Football Manager 2022, which is a big one. It came out last yeah. year on Game Pass. I know. <laughs> and of course, same day as Forza Horizon 5. Grand well, Theft Auto. I was going to say, I know which one I'm going to be playing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, which is the new um, remastered thing. Um Elder Scrolls on the same day. <laughs> uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator Game of the Year, which is all the added, and you're going to kill your console with about 300 gigs worth of stuff. And then Undungeon and Evil Genius 2. So it's a big old month, isn't it, of three games there? It is. Yeah. It's, it's then a, less then, than two weeks later, you've got Halo Infinite wow. as well. That's, that's kind of mad. Um, mm. I, interestingly, Battlefield's coming out again, which I forgot about because it got delayed until the 24th. Um, and they just talked about, they're getting a bit of a little bit thing, and they've got their 10 hours free on EA Play, or on mm-hmm. Game Pass Ultimate that's coming out. That might be enough for me. <laughs> yeah, to, I'm, uh, to be honest, I'm thinking the same. After playing yeah. the beta, it's just like, well, you know, no no story, no sale, I'm afraid, EA, sorry. What what did you think about the beta? Because I don't think we the beta about was it. good. I mean, right. um, 
it was it was typical battlefield you know there were some of the most fantastic gaming moments that i've had online have been in battlefield games like there's in in the map that we were playing um and we were playing conquest one of the flags was right on top of a skyscraper and the only way to get to it was to either go into the bottom of the building and run up all the stairs and then get killed by the guy who was camping the stairwell at the top or to fly in with an aircraft but i was driving a tank at this time and i could see all these people um because people were spotting them so you see the little triangles and they were all on top of this skyscraper so i drove my tank onto a hill and shot as high as i could and landed a shell right in the middle of all these people and got like five kills from it so i was like <laughs> yes <laughs> that's the sort of thing that you can only do in battlefield yeah, yeah. Um, but you know the the gunplay was nice. I liked that you could have um, you could mix and match the classes if you like. So if you spawn in as a sniper in his Wookiee suit, you could then say, okay, well next time I respawn, I don't want the sniper rifle. I want the engineer's kit so I can kill the tanks with the rocket launcher. But you'd still be running around looking like a sniper, but with an engineer's kit. So um, yeah, I liked all that. The mix and match stuff um the gunplay was good the map was enormous if you were a little bit late spawning in and all the vehicles were gone you were running for like 10 minutes to get to the first flag um but yeah other than that i mean it was it was battlefield but much bigger um the scale of the map was was very very good it took a good sort of you know two or three minutes to fly across it in a helicopter right and Richard, you were a champion of this, weren't you? You were talking about you were looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah um, I've I've never played a Battlefield game before, though. Um, oh. But I I think this one. So is it Battlefield Portal? Is it called? Portal? Oh yeah, yeah. Where you can sort of remix previous maps. I mean, I, that looks interesting, and I think. Um, but I think a lot of people that have played previous battle games will get a lot more enjoyment out of that. Um, I'm just intrigued to see these these huge maps and the 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 um the environmental effects on them because I think there's some really special looking moments in these maps. Mm. Um, I, but yeah, I think that the ten hours I agree with you too. Um, being it being online only could could well be enough for me as well. I think that's their big risk. I'm worried for them for this because I think you know the reason they when they've had the battlefields before you're you're a lot of people going for the campaign and they're trying the multiplayer and then you have people stay or you have people leave uh me 10 hours will be fine i'm never mm-hmm. going to play more than that unless it really hooks me i don't think it will because by that time everyone will be really good at it <laughs> and i'll just be dying a lot <laughs> or, to, or fixing tanks from the back for someone else so it's it's not yeah it's you're going to lose that those people would have bought. I would have bought the game before for the campaign. Yeah, there's no need now. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Um, what there's, there's, there's sirens, the there's sirens. There. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's. A, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how this goes for them. Um, but you know, in, in, might... in a way, I kind of hope that it does badly because it doesn't have a campaign. Because I don't want this to be the model. Mm. for all the battlefield games going forward i don't mm. want them thinking the campaign's a waste of time 
You know, yeah. I've had some really good times in the campaigns in Battlefield. I mean, mm. the Bad Company 2 one was fantastic. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I am concerned by this because you can guarantee that there's no campaign, but I'll bet there'll be a Battle Royale mode, mm. yeah. which I really don't like. Um, good, gentlemen. Um, now, the last five or ten, last five to ten minutes we've got with you, um, it's nearly the anniversary of when we've got the uh, Series X and the PlayStation 5 came out. Uh, we've had them for a year nearly, these big machines. Um, what are your th- Now, Paul, you got yours in Jan, didn't you, or December? I got it in December, December. on Christmas Eve, in fact. And Richard, you got yours pretty soon away? Did you get yours yeah, on day one? Day yeah, one, yeah, day assembly, one. So. Um, do you... It's a weird one this time, isn't it? Because I don't think we've seen what the thing can do on a, only a, on a couple of couple of games. Um, it feels like we've 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 got it, but we don't know the true power of it yet. You, some people might say that about the Xbox One X. Um, it's <laughs> it's it's a, it has this huge machine. It's great. It's um, you know it doesn't make a sound. It's it all works. It's so quick. Loading screens are great. Um, I like it a lot. I couldn't ever go back. But I haven't really seen that full potential yet. What about you two? What's your thoughts on a year down the road? Do you want to go first, Richard? Oh, thank you, Paul. You're um, welcome, mate. Very nice. You too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can see. I can, I agree with that. Um, I feel like we've still barely scratched the surface of it. There's not been... Uh, many Series X specific games that have come out. Um, I can think of the Medium, um, Judgment Remaster, which again was a remaster, so it didn't really need the Series X capabilities. Um, but I think feature wise, it's a massive improvement over the PS5. Um, what I've, I've probably mentioned this before, in fact, I'm pretty sure I have mentioned it before. The, um, the smart delivery feature was sort of uh, touted as a big thing, but we, it was dismissed as like a bit of a gimmick. But how how simple that works compared to trying to upgrade from a PS4 version to a PS5 version, mm. which is just a massive pain in the ass. Um, <laughs> I don't know. And that's, I think that's me being polite about it. I just find it such a pain to, to mm. do that. Um, but it just seems to work on the Xbox. It'll give you the best version. Um, I've got stuff sort of defaulting to install on my external hard drive, but it's like, oh, if you want the Series X capabilities, you'll put, you want to put this on your internal hard drive? And it's like, yeah, let me do that then. And it'll mm. download the best version straight away without without me having to worry about it. Um, I think that's, that's probably my favourite feature from this mm. year. Um, but as well, I would, sorry, I was just going to say, I think, yeah, we've still not seen the best the Series X can produce. Um, I think they've only really played what I would consider one truly next-gen title this year, but it was Ratchet and Clank. Um, so as much as I berate the, the PS5 for confusing different versions of the games, um, I, I feel like that's got the that's had a better first year in terms of games still. Mm, yeah. I think the PS5 had that Returnal as well. Yes. Which was a great, you know, that, that really showed you, oh, the speed of stuff and that kind of like, mm-hmm. and 
and maybe a bit Deathloop as well, but I think Deathloop runs on the PS4 anyway, and it, so and it would be Xbox One again here and Xbox Series X. Um, Paul, what about you? What's your highs when you lose? My highs um, are the, the same as you guys. The smart delivery thing is just fantastic. You know, you, you choose to install a game. It gives you the best version. Bosh, thanks very much. Um, I also like the quick resume. Mm. You know, the because there's games that I haven't played for ages. And then I'll say, oh, I haven't played that for a while. I'll put it on and it just goes quick resume and you're back at exactly where you were. Um, which I think is really, really clever. Um, lows, I think, I don't know if there have been any lows, really. I mean, there's some odd things. I mean, the flip side of the quick resume is that certain games don't seem to work if you use it. Uh, I've just reviewed the version XS version of uh, Pumpkin Jack, and if you don't hard reset your console before you play the game, it refuses to load. You have to restart the console and go straight into the game. Because you know if you what, even... Paul? I've had the what? same thing with a lot of games, lot, especially, weird, especially indie it? games, yeah, because we review a lot of the codes. Yeah. We play a lot of games. Yeah, I've had to... Like, you'll get to the title screen and you press A to and it won't work, so you know you have to mm. reboot. Yeah, it happens well, a lot. Yeah. Pumpkin Jack doesn't even load. It, you get like the loading little symbols on the bottom right hand side of the screen, and then it just dashboards you again. Right. So yeah, that's that's something that needs looking at, I think, because I've, it's happened I on think a few that's games. Probably with the indie games rather than the big ones, isn't it? I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quite I've, possibly. I've, I've had it a different way. Oh. I've had it with the big open worlds that have got uh, online components. I feel like any game that's got an online component. Yeah and has quick resume will need to be restarted from the main menu because it's, it's kicked you out kicked you out of the servers basically mm. thief like, is a nightmare it's always yeah. trying to get you like oh god well that's because it's a football game <laughs> <laughs> and uh and watch dogs legion as well so it's like it just defeats the object of having quick resume i find for stuff like that it was great for me when i did assassins that worked really well that was great like paul said it's big open world and it would just take me to where i've was far cry is the same at the moment it's like instantly i'm back there i don't have to worry about loading up again and uh that's good there's another big thing which i think is really good it's a really important thing and it's only come recently is dolby vision um dolby vision is um a setting on tvs that you can have it's a kind of better quality picture and it's a um, just a different way of looking at stuff. It's almost like HDR, but it's, it's kind of like it's just more interesting. And PlayStation haven't got that. They haven't supported. They're not supporting that. And Xbox are really clever doing that because Double Vision isn't just on high end TVs. It's on low end TVs as well. So they're very clever of having that option there to put it on there. So it doesn't is, become is elitist. It, yeah. Is it likely to be on my fourteen inch black and white board? No, I don't think it is for. No, it's got like a bent coat hanger on the back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think next year is going to be really exciting to see what it's going to do. I mean, especially towards maybe the autumn end when it's going to be Starfield and all those kind of big Series X on their own games. You know, we've had flights in, we've mm-hmm. had quite a lot of them towards the end of the end of next year, probably. Oh, and the, the other thing that I'll just mention as well um, is the Xbox Play Anywhere thing as well. 
Oh yeah, which yeah. I think is a really really good move. Um, yeah. So you can play. I mean, the, the the ultimate thing of that is that you can play Xbox One X uh, Series X games on an Xbox One yeah. by streaming them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is just Amazing. fantastic because yeah. once you see how good the games are going to be, I would think you're much more likely to upgrade yeah. your console. And also the the play anywhere bit where you can stream game pass games to your pc wherever you happen to be mm. as long as you've got a controller i mean my lunch times at work now fly by because i've just taken one of my xbox one controllers into work plug it into my laptop and away we go you know you could play in psychonauts 2 at lunchtime it's unbelievable yeah there we go all quite happy aren't we absolutely good i like it good very good um right gentlemen what are we oh let me just quickly say we did on the 100th episode we had a competition we had four codes for unmetal um to uh to give out unmetals a little indie game and our winners were david r ray c mikhail r and muhammad j i'm not giving their full names but thank you for you've got your codes already i think i hope you have and we also were giving away a £25 um, Xbox Live voucher, and that went to Chris P. And I know Chris P is a fan of the podcast, big fan of the podcast, so well done, Chris. And our £50 Xbox Live voucher went to... Ren- How do you say that word, Renata? 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 Renata. Renata. Renata B. Well done, Renata B. You won the £50. So thank you for everyone who entered. And, uh, yeah, that was good. Free stuff. We didn't get anything. to the winners. We nothing. We didn't get anything. Um, we just we get... got the warm glow of being on the 100th podcast. Exactly. Good. Um, what are we looking forward to next week from the 5th to the 12th? Um, Paul? Um, next week, I'm looking forward to going fishing. I'm going fishing at the weekend in real life. Um, other than that, um, just playing Forza Horizon 5 with you guys so you can oh, see yeah, what yeah. I've seen. Good. That's a good thing. Richard? Yes, similar to that. I'm, I've got the the premium edition, so I'm going to be logging in from midnight tonight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've also, and it, well, you mentioned it at, at the top of the show, but I am quite looking forward to the GTA trilogy remastered. Yeah, but I'm also looking forward to Skyrim as well, and I shouldn't be. I should Jesus be. Christ. I should be like. I should be like you, Gareth, but uh. Uh, just. So the, I mean, I think if it was different games, I wouldn't be as excited. But, but even, well, Laura said to me, she was like, when I said that that Skyrim was getting a ten year anniversary, she was like, oh, you love that game, don't you? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I really do. I, I think you should be should be proud, Richard. Don't listen to Gareth and his old man grumpiness. If you want to play the game, you play the game, mate. Yeah, he's exactly. right. He is right, though. We should be we should be looking forward to new games, not remasters and stuff. But yeah. these, these, I think these are exceptions. I really do think yeah. these are exceptions. Good, good. Um, what am I looking forward to? I did this last week, Call of Duty. I haven't got it yet. That's why it's out tomorrow. Um, I'll play that. That's what I'm looking forward to. Right, gentlemen, where can we find you if you want to speak to you? Paul, where can we find you? Um, I am on Twitter, and my handle is at XboxHubPaul. Great. And Richard, where can we find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Dobbo1912. And you can find me and Jimmy Bryan on Twitter and Twitch. But for now, gentlemen, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye.
You've been listening to the official podcast of the xboxhub.com. We had found all the notes of this show at www.thexboxhub.com slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at the Xbox Hub and search for the Xbox Hub on Facebook. 